Greetings. Welcome to Average Joe's Fantasy. I'm your host, Steve Nordyke, and we are heading towards week one of the NFL football season. Great, great excitement. Lots of things going on. Hope everybody's having a good Labor Day. Email me, avgjoesfantasy at yahoo.com, avgjoesfantasy at yahoo.com, and please, please, please rate us on iTunes. Super important. Please, please rate us. Thank you. Now, we get this out a little bit early, give you some time to adjust your rosters before the season commences on Thursday. It's going to be a interesting first week, that's for sure, with all these guys holding out, and injuries, all sorts of stuff. Let's get right into it here. Heading into the, to week one, I don't have kickers on pretty much all of my teams. I think I have kickers on two teams, and that's because I've been able to make some trades, um, but that's usually not a goal. Usually, I don't usually draft kickers. I don't pick up kickers until right before the game starts, and that's part of the reason we want to talk today. Cut it right now while I'm uh, recording. So if you hear that, that's what it is. But heading into week one, I mentioned I don't have any kickers, and I've made a bunch of trades to consolidate roster spots. I've traded two for ones, and I'm not picking up kickers. So let me give you an example here. On the league that we drafted at Buffalo Wild Wings with my buddies, I just traded away uh, Tony Pollard and Duke Johnson, and I got back Sony Michelle, which is a great trade. I think it's hugely in my favor. But I don't have a kicker or defense on this team. So I clear, opened up a roster spot, and who did I pick up? Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that they just set their rosters, go into, the, go into the weekend, don't think anything of it. But that's not what I do, and that's not what I want you guys to do. Especially on Yahoo. I'm not sure how CBS works, if they allow this or not. But on Yahoo, if you have a guy on the bench and he plays like on Thursday. So, for example, the Packers and Bears are playing on Thursday. So I'm picking up Valdez-Scantling. And on this team, I also have Allison. You want to be preemptive with your... Pickups here because you're trying to pick up people who could be the number one waiver target on Monday. So yes, I do need a kicker and I need a defense. But if Valdez Scantling goes off for 130 yards and two TDs, he's going to be the number one waiver guy, number one added. And I already got him. If Valdez Scantling gets three catches for 15 yards, it's easy to drop him. And with Yahoo, I can drop this guy as long as he's on my bench. I can drop him, pick up somebody else, and put him right back in the bench or starting lineup. doesn't matter. I can keep doing that for every game start throughout the weekend. So on Thursday night, I can you know, I picked up Valdez-Scantling. So if Valdez-Scantling stuck, you know, stinks, then I pick up, I drop him, and I pick up, say, I pick up another guy who has a 1 o'clock start on Sunday. Well, that guy stinks. I can drop him before the 415 or the 425 starts, Pick up a guy who's starting at 425 and either start him or put him on my bench. If that guy stinks, I can drop him, pick up somebody playing in the Monday night game or the Sunday night game. If that guy stinks, I can pick up somebody playing in the Monday night game. So I can use that same roster spot like five times to try to get ahead of the rush on you know Monday and Tuesday when these waiver or waiver claims come in. If Valdez Scantling goes off, I want him on my bench. If Allison goes off, I want him on my bench. You don't want to compete with guys, you know, putting your waivers in. You don't want to burn them up. 
So if I have them both and they both go off, then great. Then I got to drop somebody else. And that's a, that's, a, that's a good problem to have. So I'm taking full advantage of my roster flexibility. And that's one of the reasons that I become successful. I know these exist and I use them. So I have on this bench, Balage, I have Freeman, I've got Robbie Anderson, and I've got Allison and Valdez-Scantling. I'm going to pick up as many Valdez-Scantlings and Allisons as I can across all my teams. Because like I said, I want to see how they do on Thursday night. If they stink, I drop and pick up a kicker. Big deal. I'm not going to pick up the bear kicker, who Eddie Pinero, who is terrible. And I'm not going to pick up the Packer kicker, Mason Crosby, because he's just like everybody else. If you're going to pick up a kicker, if you're, if, you're, if you're cycling kickers, it doesn't matter who you pick up. You're picking up somebody who has a good matchup, and that's it every week. So there's no reason to set a kicker before you have to. You know, Sunday, 1 o'clock, you pick them up. So the moral of the story is get back Packers and Bears who could be top waiver claims on Monday. Drop your middling kicker. If you have Matt Prater, drop him. What's he going to do for you on Thursday? Nothing. But Allison or Valdez Scantling could be huge. Then you drop somebody else before the game starts on Sunday and you have uh, the number one waiver guy who could be a potential season-long contributor. And you pick up some other middling kicker, some other random kicker. You know, unless you have like Butker or Tucker or Zerlein, you just drop the kicker every week. It's one of the reasons I don't like having those high-end kickers is because you're stuck to them. You know, I love Tucker. But I don't like being married to him all season long. I can't drop him. I'm never going to drop him. But, you know, I have, if I have Bagley or who do I got? If I have Dan Bailey, I mean, any of these guys can be cycled in and out. So drop your middling kicker. Go out and get Geronimo Allison, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Jimmy Graham, Jamal Williams. All these guys have the potential to go off. And you don't want to have to be there on Monday putting your waiver claim in when you're the ninth guy in line and you won't get them. It's better to be proactive, go on the offensive and go get one of these top wa- potential top waiver picks. I do it all weekend long. And I understand that not everybody, you know, has that time or desire to keep cycling your bench guys in and out all weekend. But if you're playing fantasy football for money, then you should have some desire to, to improve and to win the league. That'll help you win the league. At least do it for Thursdays. Thursdays and Mondays, I don't know. You can do it for both, really. But once all your guys on the bench play, you know you can still drop them. As long as they're on the bench. Anybody in your starting lineup, you can't drop. If they're on your bench and you play, you can drop them. So you have a couple guys during the weekend who are terrible, you can drop them for somebody on Monday night or Sunday night. You know I understand it's pretty tight between the 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock games, so you may not be able to do it. And it's the same thing for me. I'm not always able to get in there and, and do it. But I always am for Thursday. I always am for Sunday night. I always am for Monday night. It gives you a big advantage. I do the same for defenses too because I never draft a defense. So if I have right now the Seattle defense and I have somebody on the bench who's terrible, you know, if I have Valdez, Scantling, or Allison on the bench and maybe they get hurt or they stink, well, I could drop them, pick up my defense for the following week who has or somebody who has a great matchup. And then I beat the rush. I beat the rush to all the defense streamers. Does that make sense? And then on Monday, I just cut bait with Seattle, and I've already got my defense lined up. So I'm not in line for defense. I can use that waiver claim for somebody else. Being able to manage your roster like that, being able to 
get ahead of the rush, find the guys who are going to be top waiver claims, you know, and you're speculating. And it is critically important that that, that, you, that you try to use utilize this because unless you're in a league that locks down Thursday night, no more changes, that doesn't happen in fantasy football leagues. You're always able to make changes with your bench guys. So if you have, like I said, if you have a guy, if you have Allison starting and he stinks, well, you, I mean, he's going to be he's going to be your starting wide receiver. You can't do anything about that. You can't drop him. You can't move him. It is the way it is. But if you keep him on your bench, you know, any and he goes off, you have a potential gold mine, and you beat the rush to grab him. I've got Allison and Valdez Scantling on one of them at least on every team, but I am going to go speculate on these other Packers. And the Bears as well. Anthony Miller and Mitchell Trubisky too. Like I said, if you have roster spots, only if you have roster spots. I'm not dropping anybody essential. I'm not dropping Devin Singletary to speculate on Anthony Miller. That doesn't make sense. But if I have a kicker, a crappy one, or a just whatever, it's the whatever kicker, why not drop him and pick up Anthony Miller? Are you really attached to Matt Prater? Is he really going to make the difference for you? But Anthony Miller could. You know, eight catches, 115 yards, and a touchdown, number one waiver claim. Same with Trubisky. He throws four TD passes, 380 yards, number one waiver claim. And even if you don't need them, you're building up, you're building up a little bit of a portfolio. And you could cash those babies in. When some when a quarterback goes down, somebody needs a receiver. You could take some of these guys who start off hot and start trading for guys who are struggling, trading for guys who are gonna miss a couple weeks. All of this is meant to get you ahead of the rest of your league. And I I can't tell you how 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 much it works and how helpful it is. You have to be engaged. You have to be able to go out and look at these players. And maybe maybe there's nobody on the wire. Maybe maybe the Jets play on Thursday night. And really, there's only a couple of Jets worth owning. You know, there's Le'Veon and Robbie Anderson. That's about it. So maybe you speculate and you pick up uh, Sam Darnold. But if there's no one to pick up, you're not picking up like a fourth-string running back. You're not picking up some random guy who's going to play three snaps. You're picking up somebody who could potentially be the number one waiver claim. Picking up somebody who could increase in value to the point where you can either trade them or take out one of your starters who's struggling. Doing this is going to really help you get ahead of the rest of your league. It really helps with defenses. You may not always be lucky enough to grab the guy who's number one. You will once in a while. You'll grab somebody who goes off. But defenses is, 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 is going to help because you're going to have a couple teams in your league that are streaming defenses. And if you're in a really competitive league, you could have potentially, you know, 75% of the league, 80% of the league streaming defenses. So if you can get out ahead of them and not put the waiver claim in on Monday, but you pick them up on Saturday afternoon, drop the guy who stunk on Thursday, pick up a second defense, who you're going to start the following week, you're one step ahead. If you could be one step ahead of the league, it's going to put you in a better position to succeed. All right. It's really important. Probably not going to go into it in great detail, but I'll try every week to let you know who I'm picking up for Thursday games. It's going to be the same thing for, for 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock, 8 o'clock, Sunday night, and Monday night. Your roster has more flexibility than you may think. All right, enough of that. Let's talk about a couple guys who are filling in for holdouts. Tony Pollard, who I've been trading away, and I still would trade him away. I'm still sending out offers for him because I really think Zeke's going to be back sooner rather than later. So I like to trade guys while they have value. Every once in a while, it might blow up in your face. Last year, I traded Connor uh, for LaShawn McCoy. 
in a, a multiplayer deal. I didn't quite work out, but <laughs> while Pollard still has value, go out and try to get something for him. But if you have Pollard and Elliott's not back, you're going to start him. He's a must-start. Austin Eckler is going to depend on who else you have. Like I'm not starting Eckler over. Uh, I'm not starting Eckler really over any of the top running backs. I'm not starting him over Fournette. I'm not going to be starting him over Ingram because I'm not sure how the Eckler Jackson split is going to work. Maybe they each play 50. percent Maybe Eckler gets 14 touches and Jackson gets 14 touches. I think Jackson's going to have the goal line work, but Eckler could have the inside the 10 work. Does that make sense? Because he can catch out at the backfield a little bit better. So I'm not going to risk starting Eckler over anybody that's that's good. Anybody that's going to start. And if it's Pollard or Eckler, I'm starting Pollard. I would even I'd probably even start Pollard over Mac, but I wouldn't start Eckler over Mac. I think if Pollard plays, he can definitely go off. And if he's on your wire, you better grab him. That's for sure. Um, heading into the week, some players that I mean, if 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 I do pick up. You know, if Allison and Valdez Scantlin go off, if Jimmy Graham goes off, or Jamal Williams goes off, you know, or or Jones goes down, or you know, I, I want to have Williams on my bench. So if if I'm stuck, it's a, like I said, it's a good problem to have. First of all, I picked up the number one waiver guy who could contribute all year, but now I need to look for somebody else to drop for my kicker or defense. And I've got defenses, I think, on every team except for one, the one I just read off. But and the defenses I'm going for are Seattle. They're, they're a great streamer this week. Kansas City defense, I think, could have some turnovers. So Seattle defense is, is high on the list for me. Philadelphia, if they're there. But uh, you know, if I have to drop somebody, I'm going to be looking to drop Royce Freeman, Trey Burton, Kalen Balazs, and Ronald Jones a second. These are all kind of sleepers. But none of them are really great options. Freeman and Balazs and Jones a second, and even Darwin Thompson – Especially now with McCoy in Kansas City, Darwin is getting pushed out a little bit farther. So any of these guys can be dropped for a kicker if you have to have a roster spot because somebody you pick up on Thursday night went off and you're not going to drop him. And you're not going to drop Valdez Scantling if he goes 8-1-12 with a touchdown. He's not going anywhere. So I don't have any problem dropping Freeman, Burton, Balazs, Jones II, or even Darwin because you have to have a kicker. I mean, as silly as kickers are, you have to have one. Same with defenses. You're not going to go and be like, oh, well, I think uh, Kalen Blage, you know, could really do well in Miami. And I'm just going to go without a defense or kicker. That's that's ridiculous. So all these guys are going to hit the chopping block for me if any of these uh, speculation speculative ads pay off. Also, look for the look on the wire for a couple of guys. Uh, LaShawn McCoy and Carlos Hyde are now worth something again. And especially McCoy in that offense in Kansas City, he could step right in, be a pass catcher, runner, and look at 15, 15 touches a game. You know, 10 carries, five, 10 carries, five receptions. While Damian Williams is going to get pushed to a shared role. And, you know, it might not be a bad idea, really, if you have Pollard to speculate on Damian Williams. Because LaShawn McCoy is not some 26-year-old uh, stud running back. He's like 31 with about a billion miles on him. So it's a decent chance he gets injured or just doesn't do well. So I would certainly speculate on Damian Williams. If you could trade, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't trade Eckler for him. Maybe I would. I don't know. It's a tough decision to make. But Pollard, I certainly would. I wouldn't mind trading Pollard and somebody like Allen Robinson for him. 
there's a fair chance that Damian Williams owner uh, doesn't respond kindly to your offer, but it's it's certainly worth a shot because Damian Williams, if if the timeshare doesn't work out for LeSean McCoy, if Damian comes out and he's as great as he was at the end of last year, you could have yourself a steal, like a featured stud running back. So that's what I'd be looking for to buy low right now, along with, of course, Marlon Mack and T.Y. Hilton. I don't think they're going to be as, as downgraded as the industry is making them out to be. I think a 10 to 12% loss. So Mack is still going to be a stud running back, and T.Y. Hilton is still going to be a nice wide receiver too. But instead of being at the top of uh, his tier, T.Y. is more towards the middle middle bottom of his tier. And Mack, the same thing. Towards the bottom end of his tier, he just moved positions in his tier. He didn't get downgraded to... Uh, to like a shared role. He's not Philip Lindsay. He's still better than Philip Lindsay. So I'm still buying on both of them guys. And I've bought them a couple times on different teams here. Two for ones to consolidate a spot. Use that spot to pick up one of these Packers or Bears. And we'll see how that works out on Thursday. So that's all we got for today's episode. I'm going to try to get one out every week. Let you know how the week went. And let you know who I'm looking to pick up. And what guys on Thursday night are worth an ad. So thanks for listening. Enjoy your holidays, everybody. Have a good barbecue, and we'll see you next week. Good luck. Average Joe's out.